Hey, teacher friends. This is your host, Kara Rickman from Create Your Balance with Literacy. I am a 23-year veteran teacher turned coach, mentor, and trainer to help teachers like you develop their craft and teaching cross-curricular. I cannot wait to share all of my tips and tricks with you today. Are you ready to take your classroom to the next level? Because you don't have to be a veteran teacher to be loved by your students and your parents. So let's get this party started, shall we? Today's episode is all about 10 ways to rock your classroom organization. Do you want to rock your classroom organization? Well, guess what? I'm very OCD and I love to organize my classroom so I can find what I need very quickly. If you've ever struggled with classroom organization, I'm going to give you 10 tips that have helped me over the years. I hope that some of these tips will help you be as organized as me. I don't know about you, but it drives me crazy if I cannot find something, so I make sure to put it away in the correct place as soon as possible. Everything in my classroom has its correct place. I cannot wait to share my hacks with you so you will rock your classroom organization. If you're interested in checking out my classroom reveal video, check out my YouTube channel at Create Your Balance with Literacy. So, the top 10 classroom hacks for organizing your classroom. Number one. You have to have a days of the week drawer or bin to put your materials and supplies. Number two, have a parent helper come and make copies for you on a certain day of the week. Number three, have student supply bins or cubbies to put journals, binders, folders, workbooks, or pencil boxes. Number four, have book bins for your library, your thematic books, and mentor texts also with labels. Number five, have binders with dividers for thematic units. Number six, pick up all of the papers at the end of the day from the students and put them into a bin to grade. Number seven, send home all of your graded papers, newsletters, and office notes on the same day every week. Number eight, have rainbow carts to put your math games, your phonics games, and your centers. Number nine, use a toolbox to store all of your supplies. And number 10, always make a list of things to do for the next day to stay on top of things. Okay, so let's go back to number one, days of the week bins. Above all, you need some kind of system to organize all of your materials, supplies, and mentor texts for the week. I use teal baskets with days of the week labels. The last thing you want to do is scrounge around trying to find your papers or mentor text for your lesson. I get very stressed if I cannot find something, so I make sure I plan ahead and put it in the correct bin to find it fast. If you're having to find something and have your back turned to the class, well, we all know what can happen. That's when behavior problems can start and drive you crazy. And then you'll get frustrated. So having your materials and supplies ready to go for the day will help alleviate your stress. If you're interested in checking out my days of the week labels, check out my TPT store at Create Your Balance with Literacy. This system also helps a substitute find your materials and supplies when they're in your classroom. It will also help your team members find your materials and supplies very quickly in case of an emergency. Number two. Get a parent helper. I highly recommend having a parent helper come in on one day of the week to help make copies, laminate, or make things for you. My special day of the week is Friday. 
This alleviates a lot of pressure for me having to run all of those copies. It may take some training at first. Uh, you got to teach them how to use the laminating machine and how to use the copy machine. But after you do that, you're good to go. My parent helper makes copies, laminates and cuts out, organizes my closets, runs errands, like to the office, fixes my books that are broken or torn, and whatever else I have in mind. It truly is a godsend. This job is so difficult to do on your own. What I've learned is over the years, I've asked, learned for, to ask for help, even though I may not have wanted help. I thought that I could do it all. Now I rely on having a helper and I don't know if I can manage without one. If the helper comes on Fridays, then you can have the whole week to gather your materials together for them to do. As my team plans on Wednesdays, I set aside the master copies for my parent helper so I have them ready to go on Friday. I put post-it notes on top of each master and I tell how many copies to make and if they're one to two sided or stapled or hole punched. Number three, binders for your thematic units. I love my binder system. I have a binder for each thematic unit that I teach. Here are the binders that I have. All About Me, Back to School, Apples, Johnny Appleseed, Weather, Scientists, Community Helpers, Columbus and Maps, Bats and Owls, Pumpkins, Autumn and Scarecrows, Native Americans, Christmas Around the World, Penguins, Martin Luther King Jr., Arctic Animals, Objects in the Sky, Presidents, American Symbols, Texas, Rainforests, Plants, Insects, Rocks and Fossils, and Ocean and Sea Life, and last but not least, Fairy Tales. I have dividers inside of each binder for reading, writing, poetry, math, science, social studies, and art. I make sure to put away my master copies inside the binders as soon as I use them. I do not lay them in a pile on my desk for very long. Having dividers inside of the binders really helps me find the masters very quickly, especially when we have planning time. I can take the binder to my planning meeting and pull out the masters that I need. Some teachers like to use manila folders to store their copies, but I like the binders because I, ha I can have the dividers in the binders and the papers don't fall out. If you're interested in checking out my thematic binder cover pages for each month and holiday and thematic unit, check out my TPT store, Create Your Balance with Literacy. Number four, student supply bins or cubbies. So the students need to be organized too. You are teaching them how to become organized listeners and organized citizens. I cannot stand having messy desks, especially if the students just shove their papers inside and cannot find them. Luckily, we don't have desks anymore. We have tables. So I use book bins from Amazon. My students keep them on their desks with their folders and their journals and their workbooks. In the years past, I would have them put inside of a crate beside their desk or table. But now I find it easier to just leave them on top of their desk. So the student's job is to dump all the trash out of the bin every day when we do pack and stack. Pack and stack is my afternoon dismissal race to see which table can get ready first, which table can clean all of their area the fastest. I used to have different colors that match the crates, but now all of my crates are teal to match my farmhouse theme. On top of the crates, I have drawers and I have baskets. 
This is where my students turn in all of their work. Each table group has its own basket. This is a really good way to stay organized with their papers. This helps also with the traffic in the classroom so the students don't have to walk across the room to turn in their papers. All they do is just lean over and turn in their paper at the basket. I have five table groups. It is a farmhouse theme, so I have Calgo cats, red roosters, pink pigs, palomino ponies, and gray goats. Number five, book bins for my library, mentor text, and thematic books. You really need a system to organize your library. All of my books have a place in the classroom. My library is organized by author, genre, and by reading level. My reading levels range from level A to level O. My genres are fiction, nonfiction, fairy tales, animal books, alphabet, and realistic fiction. My author tubs are Jan Brett, Kevin Hinks, Laura Numeroff, Eric Carle, Tommy DePaula, Gail Gibbons, and Mark Brown. On top of the library, I also have genre charts or posters. When I teach a certain genre, I pull the card off the wall to teach about it, and then I put it back up on the wall. My reading levels are for Reader's Workshop, and my genre author books are for my literacy centers. I teach the children which books they're allowed to read for centers and which books they're allowed to read for Reader's Workshop. If you're interested in checking out my library genre labels and my genre posters, check out my TPT store, Create Your Balance with Literacy. You'll also need some kind of bins or baskets to organize your thematic books. I have them organized by themes, just like my binders. The binders that I have for my thematic units are rainforest, plants, insects, objects in the sky, apples, Native Americans, and I have labels for each one. I also have my mentor text organized by Reader's Workshop, Writer's Workshop, and Math Workshop. Inside of each tub, for those, I have hanging dividers with different skills. I also write the skill on the top right hand of the book so I know where exactly the book goes back into. If you're interested in watching a YouTube video of how to organize my mentor text, check out my YouTube channel at Create Your Balance with Literacy. My dividers for Reader's Workshop are by skill. So here are the skills. Beginning to read, text to self connection, text to text connection, text to world connection, cause and effect, main idea and details, story elements, synonym, antonym, figurative language, the dividers I have for Writer's Workshop are Beginning to Write, Tiny Moments, Nouns, Verbs, Adjectives, Prepositions, Pronouns, Editing and Revision, Onomatopoeias, and Dialogue. The dividers I have for Math Workshop are Counting to 10, Graphing, Addition, Subtraction, Greater than, Less than, Place Value, Skip Counting, Counting Money, Measurement, Time, 2D and 3D shapes, fractions, and large numbers. Number six, make sure to pick up all the papers at the end of the day. So I don't like clutter in my classroom, and you probably don't either, especially loose papers that are everywhere. So each day after the students leave, I go around and collect all the papers from their baskets. Some things I grade and some things I don't grade. I have a black rolling cart where all the papers go. This cart goes home with me every Friday so I can stuff the students' red Monday folders over the weekend. Some teachers hand back their papers every single day, but I don't do that. That's too crazy. 
I always send home my papers on the same day every week. This keeps my papers organized so they're all in one place. Number seven, always send home your papers, newsletters, and notes on the same day. So to piggyback on number six, all of my graded papers, craftivities, newsletters, and notes from the office all go home on the same day, which is Monday. I have a special Monday folder that I use to stuff all the papers for each child. On Monday morning, when the students come into the classroom, I have their red folders sitting out on their desks, and they're already stuffed. They immediately put their folders into their backpacks. I tell my students that when they go home, they need to empty out the papers and return the blank folder the next day. If we have Monday off, then the red folder goes home on Tuesday. This way, my parents always know what day of the week they will receive their child's papers. My parents love this system because they know when to expect their child's papers back. I also email my newsletter every Sunday evening to give my parents a heads up of what's happening for the week. I know some parents may not check their email, so I send home a hard copy as well in the Red Monday folder. If you're interested in my editable newsletters, check out my TPT store and you will find them. Number eight, use a rainbow cart to store your centers. I love using rainbow carts to store my centers for math and phonics. For math, I have drawers separated by graphing, addition, subtraction, place value, hundreds charts, fractions, geometry, measurement, and time. Inside of each tray, I have games and activities that I use at my teacher table that go into a clear plastic sleeve that my students can write on with their Expo markers. I keep this cart right next to my table so I can take out the tray and change out the activities quickly. I always teach a new game or activity at my teacher table before I put it in the center. This way, I'm not interrupted with questions on how to play the game when I'm teaching other students. This saves me so much headache. For phonics, I have my drawers separated by short and long A, short and long E, short and long I, short and long O, and short and long U. Inside each drawer for phonics, I have sound mapping mats, build it, write it mats, word family cards with pictures, and decodable passages for each vowel team and vowel word family. I highly recommend using a drawer system like this to store your center games. You could organize them by thematic unit or month or holiday or skill or whatever you like. See, it's really fun to be organized. Number nine, use a toolbox to store your small supplies. You've got to have a toolbox to store your supplies. This has been a huge lifesaver for me. You can even spray paint it to match the color and theme of your classroom. Inside the toolbox that I have, I store my staples, glue sticks, rubber bands, paper clips, clothespins, binder clips, googly eyes, magnets, jingle bells, loose change, brads, and pins. I bet that I use my toolbox about 10 times a day. No joke. There's always something that I need from it. There are a ton of labels on TPT for free if you want labels for your toolbox. And by the way, it's really fun to make. Number 10. Last but not least, always make a list of things to do for the following day. So each afternoon before I leave for the day, I make a quick list of to-dos for the next morning. The ideas are fresh in my mind, so I make a list so I don't forget. If I get to school early, 
The next day, I try to knock out what's on the list. If I don't get there with enough time, I prioritize and make sure to only do the utmost important things first. Usually, it's making a quick copy of something I forgot or gathering supplies that I need for a lesson. So I will leave the master copy on top of my computer so when I get to school, I see it right away. This is very easy to stay on top of things if you make a list. It helps you stay organized. It's so easy to forget all of those small things that you need to do unless you write them down. Don't be afraid to make lists. I hope that you got some great ideas about how to be organized and rock your classroom organization. In my opinion, you need to be as organized as possible in order to stay ahead of the game. I don't know about you, but I get stressed if I cannot find what I need quickly. Also, if another teacher comes to me and asking me if they can borrow something, I know exactly where it is and I can find it right away. If a teacher comes to borrow something from you, just make sure you put your name on it so you get it back. So good luck with rocking your classroom organization. And if you're interested in checking out my back to school tips and tricks, check out my website, createyourbalancewithliteracy.com. Until next time, let's take your classroom to the next level. Bye-bye. Have you been staying at school too late every day prepping and planning for the next day? What if I told you that all of your lesson plans, resources, and anchor charts and craftivities were already made for you and all you had to do was just print them out? Well, guess what? I've got your back. How about a lifetime membership subscription that includes all of my first grade lesson plans, detailed thematic units, unlimited access to my TPT resources, my podcast, blog posts, YouTube videos, courses, and coaching calls with me for support. Click the link below in the show notes and check out my two choices for my memberships. Let's take your classroom to the next level.